Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and others are in a meltdown over the CNN Trump town hall. Border Patrol agents are encountering a record number of apprehensions. Plus, the Biden crime family saga gets even bigger. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and a host of other leftists who are in an absolute panic over former President Trump's town hall event on CNN. The event was a huge political success for Trump, and it was actually an incredible rating success for CNN. In fact, the town hall event drew 3.3 million viewers, which, as reported by Axios, made CNN the most-watched cable news network of the evening, according to the final ratings from Nielsen. However, despite the ratings, all has not been good for CNN. As you know, according to the left, no Republican should ever be allowed to speak. No conservative should ever be given a platform to express ideas. And those left-wing sentiments are especially true for Trump. The fact that CNN put together this town hall has drawn complete outrage from the left. Liberal journalists and Democrats are blasting CNN for giving the voters the opportunity to hear from a presidential candidate. But, you know, it is former President Trump, so... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says CNN should be ashamed of themselves. Creator of the 1619 Project called it unbelievable. And political commentator Amanda Carpenter tweeted, Trump did not deserve this forum. He was not entitled to a major media network rolling out the red carpet for a primetime event. The left despises Trump because he will not back down. And those comments tell the story. AOC was outraged that the audience was cheering Trump on and laughing at the host. That's what she wrote in her tweet. But here's the thing. It's one thing to be angry or jealous of a candidate or office holder because he or she can really work the crowd like Trump can. It's quite another thing to rant that CNN should not give the leading presidential candidate a platform at all. Hannah Jones of the 1619 Project flat out said it in her tweet, writing that it was unbelievable that CNN is running this town hall. According to the left, you can only promote left-wing speech. Everything else has to be shut down. And how did the left-wing media react? Check it out. I always thought town halls were meant for us to get to know a candidate and what they stand for. So what is the point of this new town hall that he's doing? That's what I'm so disgusted by, because, uh, again, when someone shows you who they are, yeah, you believe know, them. This is not journalism. This is entertainment. In journalism, you actually will control um, with the, the questions and the answers, um, and, and, and you will have some sort of a filter for misinformation. Those comments are just stunning, saying that real journalism controls not just the questions, but the answers, too. If real journalism controls both the questions and the answers and also filters out disinformation, then what you end up with is state-controlled media and a single approved narrative from which no one is allowed to deviate or express an alternative opinion. That is just scary. Here's more reaction. It feels to me like this is a pretty open attempt by CNN to push itself to the right and make itself attractive and show its belly to MAGA and to conservatives hoping that they will tune in. No surprises, and yet it was just, it was a disgraceful uh, performance. It was disgraceful. 
on every level. Poor Joe Scarborough. Honestly, this is so fun to see. The left can't control Trump, and that's why they go into these meltdowns every time Trump takes the stage. And Trump supporters? That's a group the left just can't figure out. And it was certainly disturbing to hear that audience, young and old, our fellow citizens, people who love their kids and go to church, laugh and applaud his lies. And that audience that upset you, that's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting for him. So we'll see what happens to CNN going forward as the network's new boss tries to balance the desire for higher ratings with the intense backlash being leveled at CNN for giving the leading presidential candidate a platform. All right, next let's talk about what's going on at America's southern border. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Next, let's talk about the border crisis and the Biden administration's ongoing open borders policy. As we see the end of Title 42, which up until now has been the biggest deterrent to even more massive illegal border crossings, the situation has reached critical mass. The number of migrants crossing illegally into the country is at a level never seen before in the history of America. I issued a statement to the media yesterday pointing out some of the tragic consequences that we have seen regarding the border since Biden was sworn into office. 37,000 pounds of methamphetamine seized. 4,600 pounds of fentanyl seized, 5 million Border Patrol encounters, 1.4 million gotaways, 1,400 gang apprehensions, and 85,000 missing migrant children who are likely being abused and trafficked. It's disgusting. And now Border Patrol agents are dealing with an even bigger wave. CBP sources tell me in the last three days in a row, Border Patrol has made at least 10,000 migrant apprehensions. Those are the highest daily totals ever recorded. Fox is also told in the coming days, we can expect to see the largest wave of mass releases the U.S. has ever seen. 10,000 apprehensions per day for the last three days. This is insane. And the dire reactions are not just limited to Fox News. Starting tomorrow... Every migrant encountered by border agents will have to go through a much longer processing procedure. That is expected to cause a serious backlog, not to mention much more illegal immigration. In recent days, the U.S. has already seen a huge jump in migrants. A Homeland Security official says border authorities encountered more than 10,000 migrants along the border yesterday, already surpassing government estimates. On the other side of the border, U.S. officials estimate that more than 150,000 migrants are currently camping out in northern Mexico, just waiting for the policy to officially end. It is so bad out there. And once again, the Democrats are doing nothing about it. Recall a few weeks ago when the Republican-controlled House of Representatives passed a bill to protect women's sports? Not one single Democrat voted for it. This week, the House passed a border security bill that would restore the Remain in Mexico policy. It would restore funding and construction for a border wall. Not a single Democrat voted for that bill either. They want open borders. They don't want to protect Americans. And as the Democrats push their open borders agenda, some reporters are trying to blame Republicans. During a press conference with Texas Senator Ted Cruz, a reporter tried to score political points by saying that Republicans haven't done anything to help the situation. Here was the response. In 2020, 
The last year of the Trump presidency, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You ask, what have I done? I've championed the men and women of Border Patrol. I've championed securing the border. I've championed Remain in Mexico. And we turned this problem around and solved it. And we went from Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And the first day in office, he made political decisions to cause this problem. And you should be ashamed of yourself because you're a reporter and you're not reporting facts. You're telling lies. Just awesome. And back in Washington, it's amazing to hear how many times Biden's White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, will actually blame the Trump administration for this problem. But that's what Democrats do. They are flooding this country with illegal immigrants and blaming Trump in the process. All right, next let's talk about the Biden crime family because the investigations in the U.S. House keep turning up more and more information that not only points to corruption and influence peddling from when Biden was the vice president of the United States, but it also points to treasonous activities. Make no mistake, there is no Biden family business. They don't do anything or make anything. The family business is money laundering and selling influence for policy decisions. As we learned this week, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has information through subpoenas of documents and witness testimony, including whistleblowers, that paint an incredible picture of the depth and breadth of the Biden family's criminal activities. Here's Comer. While Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with the Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. Comer noted that 16 of the 17 payments in this particular money laundering scheme occurred when Joe Biden was vice president. At this point in the Comer press conference, it would be good to start making a little list and on your notepad of all the sources in various countries that paid off the Biden family. That was Romania. Here's China. Xi Jinping had close ties to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party and operated a multi-billion dollar energy company with access to large sums of money. We'll discuss how the Bidens received millions of dollars from this individual through the use of shell companies and wire transfers. And the list goes on and on. Romania, China, Ukraine, Russia, and more. Comer went on to detail bank records that show payments coming in from foreign companies and individuals to an intermediate company and other companies, and then out to Biden family members. In addition to this evidence, Comer has subpoenaed the FBI to turn over a memo that a whistleblower claims shows the FBI was investigating Joe Biden corruption and influence peddling evidence from when Biden was vice president. The FBI so far has refused to turn over that memo. Then there is this revelation that the letter put together by members of the intelligence community that said Hunter Biden's laptop was just Russian disinformation was in fact a political effort to help Joe Biden against President Trump during the 2020 campaign. There is so much to pour through but unlike Democrat investigations into Trump, which were driven not by evidence, but by a desire to get Trump, here we have witness testimony, bank records, texts, emails, business documents, and more. But ultimately, it makes no difference what this committee discovers unless something is done about it.
one of the best ways to restore a little faith in government is to see some actual accountability. Okay, so we've had AOC in the left-wing media, Democrats pushing for open borders, and the Joe Biden crime family. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. First in relaxed brain, we have the Illinois legislature, which is moving to ensure that children have access to any kind of sexualized and pornographic reading materials in public schools and libraries. As many concerned citizens rightly see this radical push in recent years to sexualize America's children and push drag queen events and inappropriate reading materials, Illinois says, go for it. And a new house bill would defund libraries that keep sexually explicit books away from children. And at the University of Oklahoma, the school will hold five identity-based or segregated graduations. These exclusive graduations are set aside for American Indians, Asian American and Pacific Islanders, Black, Latin X, and Lavender students, which honors LGBTQ identifying students. The university says that this form of graduation offers a quote, more intimate celebration of students' academic journeys. In reality, this is just another way to divide. The left hates the great American melting pot. Instead, they want you to stay a hyphenated American forever. And check out these headlines from the Babylon Bee. First, there's finally a real effort to secure the border. Border wall covered with Bud Light signs to deter migrants. I love that one. And then in an update on the Biden crime family. Biden offers money to journalists to stop talking about his family's bribery allegations. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that is actually happening. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.